Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. Is it? That's right. It's time for another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like Aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin. How's horn up are you right now about the big news with uh, Spider Guy? Uh, I'm going to be... Ar- arachnid ar- boy. <laughs> Pajama boy? <laughs> yeah, ar- Arachidac boy, I think. Webster? Yeah. yeah um, big Big Mickey came and said, oh, Hi there. We don't want you in our, in our universe anymore. And he <laughs> kicked him on out. I just like to picture some sort of mob-like scene where Mickey walks into like a boardroom with Marvel characters, and he's like, hey, so, yeah, you know, like, uh, you're gone, and he, like, pushes some sort of, like, uh, Dr. Evil-type button, and Spider-Man just falls through, guy just through <laughs> the floor. So the big news this week, all, all over the place, is that uh, Sp- Spider-Man was uh, he, given the boot from the MCU. Disney said they wanted 50% of the uh, profits going forward, as opposed to the 5% they had been getting from the movies. And uh, Sony said no. (laughs) Yeah, what's funny is, weren't there like a ton of articles not too long ago about how Sony and Disney were doing such a good job of playing nice so that Spider-Man could become a reality and that, you know, these huge movie-making companies could come together so that we could have something... And they could until one of them realizes, hey, this arachnid guy, he's getting all this good, good press and uh, making a lot of money. And the reason he's making all that money is because he's a part of the MCU, which is which is us. And mm-hmm. our, you know, our uh, our Kevin Feige, he, he's executive producing it and like he's overseeing the whole thing. We're loaning a bunch of our characters to them and we only see five percent. We only see five percent when most of the reason why people gave a crap about Spider-Man again is because he was back in the MCU. Why didn't they just offer to buy the Spider-Man franchise from Sony? Sony's not selling the Spider-Man franchise. It's their most successful franchise right now. That's true. A, I mean, uh, the most recent Spider-Man: Homecoming. Not Homecoming. Far from Home is the most recent, isn't it? But Homecoming uh, did Which better than yet, Skyfall. So no spoilers. You haven't seen Far from Home. I also haven't seen... Uh, you haven't seen Skyfall? James bl- Bond? <laughs> what's the uh, What's the new one with Tom Harding? I don't know. Venom? Not Spider-Man. Venom. Yeah, I haven't seen Venom yet either. Venom was so cool in the comic books, and in every single version of the movies, I've just been super disappointed with him, and I haven't cared at all, so... Yeah. <sighs> Sad. Anyways, um, you, you got some, some photography... Some photography discussion would be helpful. Should we? No. Nah. I would no? prefer to stay away from <laughs> photography discussion. Okay. That's what I thought, but, you know, <laughs> others might disagree with me. For people who don't know out there, we are a podcast about things that are interesting to photographers. And as Dustin and I are photographers, the only thing that matters is whether or not something's interesting to us. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. Doesn't you want to talk about it? Come on, come on, just out with it. We got a what? 
Uh, so Steve informed me today that we, <laughs> oh boy, uh, we received our first non-five-star review on iTunes. That's like ripping the Band-Aid off, ladies and gentlemen. That's like you've never shaved your mustache and decided that a Brazilian mustache wax was the way to go. Um, I know that you, you know, veteran podcasters out there, I'm sure you get negative reviews all the time. We've gotten negative um, reviews, just never on our iTunes before. We've always got them like through Instagram messages people have sent us. Yeah, helpful. Helpful places where we can get constructive criticism, and learn from our mistakes, and it's not reflected to everyone. <laughs> yeah. But somebody took it upon themselves to let us know that we don't discuss wedding photography enough you, on you our... would think with a name like wedding photo hangover they wouldn't come into this thinking this is going to be the most serious discussion of wedding photography in the world and you'd think with an opening like welcome back listeners to the finest photo entertainment in the world it's time for another episode of wedding photo hangover podcast we're in a reverent look at photography they would kind of piece together like this is not photo news or gear talk but no apparently not <laughs> I just wish we had the option of reaching out to burp, 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 and uh, <laughs> telling him or her, um, you know, how wrong they are and invite them on the show. For, no, not inviting them on the show. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Um, for listeners out there who want Dustin's burp, 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 burp sound for a ringtone, reach out to me. I can get that to you. <laughs> don't worry about it. I will cut that out of the episode. It's like, ring, ring, who's calling? And then somebody's like, oh, can't be my phone because my phone makes this sound. Burp, 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 burp. burp. So we don't have any follow-up this week, do we, Dustin? No follow-up? Unless, was there something uh, you wanted I, to talk to me about from the episode I you mean, weren't on? Yeah, for real. Uh, for all of the, those out there who listen to the Photobomb podcast, I have to apologize. I was having incredible internet I was issues talking about the episode I did with Jen, but... No. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> We've done like three episodes since then. <laughs> We haven't had an episode just you and me, buddy. Heart to heart, face to face. Oh, anytime I, anytime I close my eyes, Steve, it's just you and me, heart to heart. It's the name of our new podcast coming soon. No, <laughs> Evelyn makes me very uncomfortable. This whole thing makes me uncomfortable. Dustin, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a New Belgian Fat Tire. Uh, or as I call it, the fatty tire, because I had a shit ton of barbecue this evening for dinner, and I feel like a plump pickle, if you know what I mean. Um, doesn't I don't do those usually come in giant pink cups that you sip with straws? Is that is that how you typically drink your fat tires? Because uh, I feel I'm, like you're lying to me and the listeners right now. Nope, I'm not lying to you. I'm just also drinking water because my barbecue was incredibly salty mm. and I feel like I'm going to be really dehydrated when I wake up to shoot my 7 a.m. ribbon cutting tomorrow morning. Ooh, so were you out there on the BBQ yourself, uh, slow slow roasting that meat, slow smoking? Mm -hmm. How do you barbecue again? Uh, it's 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 a really complicated, you baby uh, back those ribs? some would say convoluted process. <laughs> Um, where I pick up my phone and I call the local barbecue joint and then pick it up. Oh, you, 
But you don't use DoorDash or <laughs> Grubhub or whatever. Uh, I use WifeDash. Uber kind of Eats. Uh, oh, you use the sexist new... version, the misogynist <laughs> version. Okay, got it. <laughs> Newfangled uh, handheld app that allows uh, you to stay home and your spouse to run out and hunt and gather food for you and bring it back. Mm. We don't have that at my house, surprisingly. Uh, oh. Or we might have it. Yeah. It just doesn't get used very often. Usually it's husband dash, I, I believe. Here. Uh, hubby dash? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's the greatest thing in the world because like for five seconds, I'm in just relative peace. There's no children. There's no worries. There's just a drive to get food, you know? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. See, I say that, uh, but tonight Jen went out to <laughs> Panda Express. You lying, Stacey. You just lied to our I lied, listeners. I lied. I'm so sorry. Man. Can't believe you. What are you drinking tonight, Stephen? What, <clears throat> what sweet Indiana beer, beverage, Oh, Glass Dustin, bottle. no. Oh, no, Dustin. Steve, why would Steve, you say Indiana don't beer? Don't let the Indiana oh, listeners no. down. Don't <laughs> Dustin, let them down. No. Uh, tonight, I'm drinking a left-hand brewing company milk stout. What's it's a cookie? great Colorado beer for a great Indiana oh. man like me, Steve Van Elk. Colorado beer. Man, color me disappointed. Why? It's from Longmont, Colorado. It's a good place. There's good people there. Are there? You know, I'm drinking the normal milk stout. Usually I get the nitro milk stout, but I gotta say, the normal milk stout's real good too. <laughs> and it's cheaper. <laughs> Which probably is probably the, the more important thing. part. It's cheaper. Well, it's not the same thing, Dustin. Mm, they just relabel it charge a little bit more for the nitro. Was it on nitro? <laughs> mm -hmm. Is there nitrous oxide pumped into this one that'll kill me if I drink it? That's how nitrous oxide works, right? I'm not a doctor. No. The, uh, the nitro is a little bit smoother tasting. It's good. It's very good. It was just like a mm. dollar more for less beer. And so I, you know me, most bang for the buck. That's what they call me. Bang for yep, the buck Van right. Elk. The old bang for the buck boy. The buck banger. <laughs> so do we um, want to talk about some photography stuff this week i mean some photography discussion would be helpful would it especially wedding photography it? should it all the way from ohio phantom producer louis novak sends us in this article from Petavixel. A photographer lost photos in a house fire and is now offering how much money back to the couple whose photos they lost. See, when I first saw this article hit the show notes, I thought that Louie's house had burnt down. <laughs> and I immediately was like, oh my God, poor Louie. And then I quickly realized uh, Louis was okay. No Louis had been harmed in the writing of this article. Um, or his hard drives for that matter. Yeah. But um, I don't know. So the article goes on to talk about how this photographer only offers a 90% refund uh, upon losing all of his clients' photos in this house fire. Mm -hmm. 
But if he did an engagement session, I think, I mean, the article does not say if he did an engagement session or not, but I kind of feel like he'd be in the right on this one. <laughs> now, if he truthfully <laughs> is just keeping 10% because of the gas and the five hours of editing, they got lost in the fire. Um, I think that he should cough up the 100% refund unless he's going to offer some sort of a bridal session type thing. Yeah. Louis Novak said when he sent this to us that his place burning down is literally his biggest fear. You know how you prevent that? Back your shit up, Louis Novak. Get a little $100 fire safe and toss your SD cards in there, bud. So, Dustin, I want to ask you about insurance. Do you have insurance? Uh, yep. Yep. What would happen if your house burned down, you lost all the photos from a wedding? What would your insurance cover from that? Anything? That is a great question. Uh, honestly, not 100% sure, but I will ask my insurance agent tomorrow and give you some follow-up next week. How about that? How about that? <laughs> oh, that's great. That's perfect. I love it. I have the same answer. I thought you would know better. <laughs> Well, I was sitting here racking my mind because I, I feel like I talk to my insurance agent all the time because I'm always adding and subtracting gear. But um, yeah, I'm not sure how insurance would cover the loss of services rendered due to the fire. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously my hard drives would be you know replaced, computers would be replaced. Um, anything I lost physically would be replaced with... Uh, both my homeowners and then anything that that didn't cover would, you know, extend onto my business insurance. But, uh, as far as services, that, that would be a great question. I'm, I am not a hundred percent sure how they treat that. See, I was curious about it too, because I know that some people who have lost photos or done a poor job at a wedding or not shown up to a wedding have then been sued by the client for the full like price of the wedding, not just for the price of the photos, but the full price of the wedding. So it made me wonder <laughs> what we need to talk to our insurance agents about <laughs> because well, so I can't afford to pay for the full price of a wedding. But like if I lost all the well, photos from someone's wedding. liability insurance comes in, mm -hmm. which I assume you have as I do as well. And uh, I would think that's what that would be for is the liability of something happening to you uh, when it comes to your business. So I would kind of think that that might also extend to fire damage to your quote unquote business. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I did quote unquote business as if you don't have a real business. It's a quote unquote business. Yeah. So doesn't, when you get your uh, photos home from a wedding, where do you back them up? How do you back them up? So when I get home from a wedding, I, if I'm awake enough, I back them up straight to my computer. Uh, and then I toss the SD cards in our fire safe behind me here. Mm -hmm. And um, from there, they get moved once they're on the main hard drive of our RAID system thingy. I then move them onto a little Lassie, you know, one of these bad boys that everybody has. The orange Lassie, bumper. Like Lassie Broadcasting? Did you mean Lacey? Uh, it sounds fancier when I pronounce it Lassie. 
like when I invoice a client and I say I charge ten thousand dollars a wedding, it's because I use lessee hard drives. <laughs> they just assume like, oh, God, those hard drives will really improve the quality of the photos. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Notice my house isn't burning down here because I use lessee hard drives. So it's French. Look it up. Anyways, even though Western Digital bought them and they're all the same now. But moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's let's move right on. Uh, this is a sad story about a photographer who lost photos and uh, offered a 90% refund. Dustin, do we have any feel-good stories? You got, you got a good one for me? So imagine if you could, Stephen. You're shooting a wedding out of town. I mean, you're a destination photographer practically yourself. So you would understand this. You rent a car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got you it. made the mistake for whatever reason, you didn't back up the memory cards post-wedding after shooting this destination wedding. You have your camera bag in the car. You get out of the rental car. You grab your suitcase out of the trunk. You walk away. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, got you it. You get to the airport counter and you realize, Stephen Van Oak, yeah. you realize that, holy shit, I left the camera bag in the back. You return to your rental car only to realize that's not ask for gone. a feel good story. This is, this is terrible. I have so much anxiety right now. I don't need this in my life. I can't sleep at night because of anxiety and you're putting this on my plate now. Uh, consider your plate full. This was the, ca- uh, this was the case that happened to Erica Diaz, uh, with a wedding she shot, um, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And she, immediately informed her couple uh, that her bag was stolen and that there were slim odds that that couple was going to receive their wedding photos. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's your feel good, Steve. Here's your pillow that you can sleep on tonight. Um, Diaz was able to recover her stolen goods. Somebody saw a news article in, on the local news channel about this story and turned her gear back in and using memory card recovery software, she was able to recover all the wedding photos. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. She, she was overjoyed, Stephen. <sighs> wow. I'm feeling overjoyed right now because I was very anxious and I had a lot of bad feelings in my brain, in my head, in my heart, and a lot of anxiety coursing through my blood. Um, do you think, Steve, do you think she shot on a... Uh two memory cards so she had that backup do you think do you think that helped her on that one steve um it sounds sounds like her memory cards were all in the camera bag so it doesn't sound like it helped either way i'm just i'm just saying steve do you think that helped her yeah you know you take those memory cards out you throw them in your wallet and then you're good so the moral of the story is this is why we all should switch to mirrorless cameras so we don't need a secondary camera bag uh, then we don't leave it in the back of our rental car. The moral of the story is this is why we should all switch to cameras with built-in LTE that upload our photos to the cloud as we shoot them. So then we don't have to worry about losing our photos or our gear ever and losing a wedding because of it. Then all, boom, you shoot a wedding and as you're shooting, you just upload <laughs> 100 gigabytes of LTE. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that would be really inexpensive in time, well spent. Um, in the meantime, yeah, though, the battery I just typically, would die so fast. Can you even when imagine? I do, 
when I do destination weddings, uh, travel weddings, what have you, I just booby trap my bags. Um, that way, in the event that anything's stolen, I know exactly where to look when the grenade goes off. <laughs> when the grenade goes off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if any listeners out there ever run into Stephen and I at an event or a conference or what have you, uh, and you happen to see my camera bag, I highly advise you, don't try and open it. I'd hate for you to lose a finger or arm or die. Is this because of what happened at the uh, when you were in New York and your gear was yeah. stolen? I don't care about the gear, man. I just want to seek sweet, sweet revenge on whoever tries to steal my shit. Wow. Wow. And when the authorities find that man with his hand blowing off and his face all burned up, they'll know right where to come to Dustin McKibben. Yep. Hey, I'm I'm a licensed grenade. Uh, I buy him straight from our good listener, Zane. So there was another article on Petapixel recently. It was uh, the best of weddings as awarded by the knot award-winning photographer was being sued by multiple couples and this became such a big deal that it was on like the local news station and <laughs> it made it to petapixel and it went viral and like people all around the world were looking at this and all i can think as a as a wedding photographer was mm-hmm. yep let's pretend you're a wedding photographer good okay best of the knot doesn't mean anything <laughs> It literally means Best nothing. Best of the has never meant anything. But they not. treated this like, oh my god! Thank gosh. you for your continued sponsorship of our podcast. This award-winning really photographer was sued, and I was like, what awards did they win? Oh my gosh! And then it was like, Best of the Knot. That that's what. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder how solid the Knot's name has gotten in a story like this. <laughs> They're just like. uh Actually, it was best of Martha Stewart weddings. Like, please don't drag our name into this. <laughs> actually, it was the best but of the wedding. Actually, oh, damn. We're the same company now. <laughs> oh, man. You know, the news channel actually shows, like, a photo of their this guy's website. And it has, like, the not best 2016, the not best 20, like, all across the bottom of his website. This guy won it three years in a row, Steve. Three years. I don't think you understand. Three years. And then there's, the pressure just got to him. All that, you know, pursuit of excellence for the knot's sake, he snapped. <laughs> and he's just like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't go for best of 2019, all right? I just can't do it. These clients are too much. No, he could do it. It's just now, now the knot's going to look at his thing and be like, oh, no. <laughs> he has all the reviews he needs to get the award, but we can't give him the award. He has all the reviews he needs from all the fake accounts he created and used to leave reviews for himself. If he still gets the award, that would be the best. That would be the icing. Oh, on the that cake. would be that would be so sweet. Just mm, the sweetest, most most decadent thing in the world. Doesn't uh, but anyways, the knot. Thank you so much for your continued sponsorship <laughs> of um, this episode, and we really appreciate it. Wedding photo hangover is brought to you by the knot. Wire the knot wire. <laughs> when you that, need to lace up your now? shoes, there's only one thing that can get the job done: the knot wire. 
You know what I mean? Dustin recently, recently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Australian Geographic held a photo prize, and uh, people submitted tons of photos. And uh, the photo that won was shot by Matt Beatson. It's a stunning oh, photo. Oh, Matt! Yeah, your good friend, um, long time listener. <laughs> the the photo that won from Matt Beatson, Beeson is a photo of a beached whale, and there are sharks circling the whale. And uh, I know this has nothing to do with weddings. <laughs> Bear with me. Mm-hmm. Star Some reviewer. photography discussion is always helpful, though. <laughs> but the reason the judges said they awarded this photo, the uh, number one fo- photo in the Australian Geographic photo prize thing, is that the image of sharks circling a beach whale in Western Australia um, revealed the incredible beauty and death. So, Dustin, I mm-hmm. thought maybe we could just take a few moments and uh, expound on how we could apply that to our wedding photography. Only if it lets me win best of the knot 2019. It's really all I'm after <laughs> as far as accolades go. So, I mean, you're you're shooting a wedding. You want to know mm-hmm. how you could make it more beautiful. And what could be more beautiful than taking your clients to a morgue and having mm. them having them lay on tables and put green sheets over them? What could okay. be more beautiful than that? We want to get the juxtaposition of their wedded bliss and love with death. And we're certainly not sending everyone a message that getting married is basically death. So you, what you're talking about, it sounds like, Stephen, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is that your lifelong dream is to perhaps do some sort of a zombie-themed wedding? Right. So now, now we get our, our married couple, you know, and mm-hmm. they're looking great. And uh, we take them to a cemetery where we've already purchased grave plots for them that have their names on them. And we also, we also have them dug yep. down, but not all the way down, just three feet down. So then they can stand mm. in them. We can still see the top half of their body. <laughs> we get them holding hands with the tombstones mm-hmm. right behind them. Yeah. Beautiful. Pre, beautiful. Pre-engraved yeah. tombstones mm-hmm. already have their names and today's date. Yeah. It's <laughs> their death date. The day they got married. <laughs> it's the beauty not, of uh, not morbid the at beauty all. of death. It's beautiful. I, I want to bring the incredible beauty of death to weddings. Yes. Mm-hmm. What you'd have to do, though, is you would need an action shot of their bridal party pouring dirt, like scooping the dirt into the plots. As if their loved ones are essentially circling... Filling all their holes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow, that took a direction I was not expecting. (laughs) Well, Dustin, it's the tiny death. (laughs) The tiny death. Is that what you call it now? What the French call it. That's right. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Need a French (laughs) listener to chime in on that one. They'd tell you the same. Uh, do we have any gear talk, Stephen? Would that be sort of photography discussion? Oh, gosh. Are you kidding me? We did crime time already. We, you want to do gear talk now? What, what, what do we got? Well, there was... I just... I know you don't like drones, and you really don't like DJI. So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. So 
But they did have an announcement with a new piece of tech last week. And I know this is the one line they offer, Steve, that you get really excited about. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that that's their Osmo line. I mean, this is not a drone. This is not a drone. What are you talking about? <laughs> every wedding photographer just wants to bring their Osmo with them to a wedding, um, especially wedding videographers. This is all the rage. You don't you don't need a Ronin. You don't need some fancy, you know, movie thingy, mabobber. Just your iPhone on an Osmo. It's really all you need, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, I completely and totally agree. iPhone on an Osmo, that's all you need. Uh, friend of the show, Neil Urban from Wedding Photographers Unite, is putting out a book about how to shoot perfect photos with your iPhone in the very near future. So, Oh, there you go. Maybe he can incorporate the Osmo into his book. Uh, I mean, honestly, I was a little surprised when I found out DJI was doubling down on the Osmo line. I thought maybe they realized that this wasn't a very profitable thing for them, but I, there must be people out there that just think, gosh, the iPhone on its own is not stable enough. I need this other attachment that I must carry on me. I love that you're mocking this. You're the only person I know who owns an Osmo. Oh, I sold this thing a long time ago. You sold your Osmo? And mine wasn't the one that was for an iPhone. Mine was the one that had its own camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The very first Osmo. Yeah. A camera that was way too wide and distorted and weird looking. I have some pretty good videos that I use that Osmo Oh, I'm not on, saying buddy. you can't take good videos with crappy gear. I'm just saying it was not great gear. It was but, the kind of Osmo that you could only use if you were outside in bright daylight. Much like when I had a Lytro camera back in the day. You owned a Lytro camera? Yeah, the little uh, little rectangular I remember ones. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I owned it for about a week and then I sent it back. <laughs> I, uh, I rented one, or I rented one uh, that weekend I met your wife for the first time and I had it at that conference. And little rectangular could, one or like the pro one that came out later? The rectangular one that looked like uh, a kaleidoscope. You rented that? It's like $200. <laughs> I thought it would impress uh, the people at the workshop. And they so were not like, impressed, were they? I'm going to bring this they? fancy camera. Everyone's <laughs> going to think I'm so cool. And they're like, uh, this is a flash workshop. <laughs> what are you doing with that thing? <laughs> you can't shoot in the dark with oh, that. I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't take any pictures in it because it's a cell phone quality pictures. And uh, cell phone quality ISO five years ago. 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worthless. Uh, no, that thing was super cool, though. I mean, you could just click. Like you, you shoot the photo and then you click afterwards in the post-processing on whatever you want to focus on, or you can just say, make everything oh, in focus. Yeah. So, so cool. cool. Steve, ask me, ask me how many people you know that have a Lytra or have heard of Lytra in the last four years. Oh, they stopped making it. Um, and mm-hmm. they started focusing on video yeah. gear. So now they, uh-huh. they make like high end, uh, cameras for movies and stuff. Okay. People who could actually afford to pay for that kind of technology and quality that you need people who you know if, if you miss focus they they want to be able to get that back in focus later so yeah because they don't want to reshoot the scene now i gotta look it up see if they're even still in business <laughs> first article from petapixel rest in peach rest in peace Lytro. the company as a whole or just those little cameras it's got a 
2006 to 2018. Goodbye, oh, Elytra. No. Why? Google acquired them for $25 million. Oh, Google bought them. <sighs> so, you still had one of those little kaleidoscope cameras, Steve. Might be worth something now. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> You'd have to be able to find a place to download the software to use it. I just remember, um, speaking of Lytro, um, our little local camera shop, the owner thought it was the coolest thing. And so he like doubled down on Lytro and bought like a shit ton of the pro body ones that came out, like the black ones. Mm -hmm. And then couldn't sell a single one. Yeah. That's sad. Uh, I mean... The thing is, though, they started putting the uh, ability to focus on things at different, you know, choose your focus later. Like, there's smartphones that do that now. So it's kind of like, how could the Lytro stay in business when it really was only, like, they really needed to push into the pro market if they're going to stay in business. And it sounds like they really didn't do enough. <sighs> yeah. Oh, it looks like they tried to push into virtual reality. Wow. This has got to be a boring podcast for all the people out there listening. Dustin, let's do some Q&A. Steven, question and answer me, baby. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. Our first question comes from Lay Tribbett from our very own Facebook group. Isn't what? It, isn't it Leah? Leah. Lay Leah. Pretty sure it's Leah. Lay's potato chips. <laughs> Sponsor of this episode. She's a local Indianapolis videographer. I know. I know she is. I'm a terrible Here. human being. What is everyone thinking about the new Sony AR4? 61 megapixels. Who needs 61 megapixels? Well, I can tell you from somebody who shot with his A7R 3 today for the first time in a long time when it comes to photography, uh, I was having trouble just digesting those images. And I was like, man, I only shot 500 pictures and it was 15 gigs. No, I'm sorry. It was 40 gigs of raw images. It was mm -hmm. 15 gigs worth of JPEGs after I converted them. I mean, can I be honest here with you, Dustin? I shoot medium raw on the uh, Canon 5D Mark IV. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm never in a position where I need all those pixels. Man. I knew there was a reason I didn't respect you. Uh, some Sometimes... <laughs> I love it. Thanks, bud. Sometimes, like, if uh, if we're shooting a wedding in a ceremony location where we have to stay at the very back and we're not allowed to go to the front, I'll, I'll switch it up to full raw and shoot in full raw then. Full raw. Yeah. Oh, raw. Name of my new book. Mm. Yeah. I come in full raw. <laughs> <laughs> I can't raw. I can't come. <laughs> Sounds like something for your therapist there, Steve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's completely sidetracked. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. You're, you're talking about your medium raw. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I bump it up to full raw if I can't get like to the front of the ceremony, just because then I might need to be able to crop in and still have a sharper image. But 
No, medium raw photos on the 5D Mark IV are bigger than like full raw photos on the 5D Mark III. That might be an exaggeration, but it feels true. <laughs> it feels like it would be true, but as no basis on fact. It's no basis on fact because I'm not going to go look it up right now. They're just freaking ridiculously big. I shot medium raw on the 5D Mark III too because those files were ridiculous. You should just start basing your packages off that. Um, for twenty five hundred, we'll shoot medium raw, or for thirty five hundred, you'll never believe this, but we actually now have the technology to shoot full on raw. So you want me to lower my prices so that I can do this medium raw full raw thing? Yeah, this is something that normally was reserved for cinema like quality, but for you guys, for you guys, for you guys, I I'll now bring, possess the technology. I'll bring it to you. We can go full raw all day. No no holding back, guys. Hard drives be damned. I just don't ever need the pixels, man. I just don't need them. I've never uh never had to print out like a canvas or anything where it didn't look good, so But if I knew I was printing a canvas, I should pull raw. <laughs> <laughs> So do you ever show up to the wedding and you think, huh, Jen, are they getting a canvas from this wedding? I'm just joking. I hope it's the one I shoot full raw. I don't think anybody needs 61 megapixels. I mean, I don't even need the 30 or whatever. The 5D Mark IV has. I think think like 24 is kind of like the, like a really good spot. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why when this camera got announced, I was really disappointed, Leah. Because like a lot of video people, I have been anxiously awaiting the Sony A7S III, um, which they were kind enough to just skip right on over to go back to the R-Series. But obviously Sony must be having trouble getting that camera to do what it needs to do. So, because I don't need all those megapixels. I would prefer a high ISO monster, which is what the S series is, is for Sony. And uh, I will patiently await that camera. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I will probably just buy two A7 threes, which from all, all that I've used of other people's A7 threes seem to be just the perfect camera. So why do you own something else then? Uh, I was one of the idiots that bought the R3 before the A7 III came out. And it came out one month and a day before, or after rather, uh, from my return policy. Well, Matthew Darford, this this all leads right into our next question. Matthew Darford from our very own Facebook group asks, Hey all, quick question for Sony A7 RS, etc. users. What as fuck settings do you use throughout the day? I'm on as C and as fuck as <laughs> with flexible spot for the whole day. But I wondered if anyone uses anything else like wide, etc. And if so, how do you find it? So Dustin, do you use wide as fuck on your camera? Uh, for reception shots when I'm shooting video, I'll switch the autofocus mode uh for the dancing to wide just because i want to capture whatever's closest to me most of the time and i'm shooting typically with a 35 millimeter lens Mm -hmm. and i just want to capture all that wide sharp fast moving stuff in my face 
Um, <laughs> in your face? Wide, uh, fast, sharp moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You heard me. Right in your face. Um, mm. But Matthew, I have to back up. Um, I don't like to get into labels here, Matthew, but I want to know how many people you know that are shooting on A7, et cetera, because um, that is a camera that I oh, have yet to off. see. And I want to know a little bit more about that model. Is that is that new? Is that sort of an underground, like a custom modded Sony camera? Well, I mean, uh, your Sony A7R three or whatever it is. W- w- what specs does it have? Uh, I don't know. It's got some megapixels in it, and it shoots 4K. It's got some and megapixels, some as. Um, it's got some really good autofocus. That too. Yeah. Um, Want to confuse that with anything else? Uh, <laughs> Would not. Probably got some eye has. Fucks. It's probably got some <laughs> some tracking has. Fucks. Uh, but yeah, I bought really that high ISO back. and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so it, I think the et cetera version would have everything else listed after that. After after what we went through, all the et cetera stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't so think it's an A seven three. Yeah, I think I think the et cetera stuff comes in the et cetera, but it leaves out the eye autofocus and everything else. <laughs> so everything you get in that other stuff is not there in the et cetera version you want, Dustin. It's that's Damn. just the et cetera stuff that's not good enough to be mentioned in the other ones. Okay. Yeah. So where they trail <laughs> off, time. that's that's where this other camera picks up. <laughs> sort of the janitorial of cameras. Yeah. Dustin, Rebecca Elliott from our very own Facebook group asks, what's your best slash worst cancellation story? I've only ever heard bad ones. So I've got to share this and tip the cosmic scales. Best cancellation story? Like, does anyone say, God, I'm so glad they canceled? Listen, I just had my very, no, you weren't. You were talking over me, you (laughs) asshole. I just had my very first cancellation and it went so super smoothly. It doesn't feel like real life. The mother of the bride had hired me, paid the retainer fee. It was waiting until she flew in from DC to Colorado to go over the contract with her daughter and have her sign it. She had offered to sign, but I required the bride and groom to both sign. Turns out mother of the groom had promised her friend that she could build her portfolio and shoot the wedding. Yikes. Mother of bride is handling it in stride. And I told her that while the retainer is non-refundable, she could use the amount towards any session booked within a year. Like maybe a bride slash groom session at the venue if the wedding photos don't turn out well. I just want to shout out to the universe that some people are awesome. And this mother of the bride is one of those people. Hmm. That sounds nice. So Dustin, you got any awesome cancellation stories? (laughs) Uh, I've only had um, had one bride ghost me after they canceled. That made me really sad. Uh, I had another bride uh, cancel their wedding, call off the wedding a few months before, and I the mom had paid fifty percent down, and I had told her, and I think I shared this once before on the podcast that um similar to what rebecca said that she could use that you know balance that she had paid towards other photography sessions for up to a year where i failed and i have now since added this into any verbiage in case this should happen again is nowhere did i say that she couldn't gift that balance to other people <laughs> 
so I, for about a few months that summer, I was getting calls from all of her friends, um, asking for family photos Mm, Nice. and say, and I didn't know, I never like said, how are you paying? Blah, blah, blah. It would be, you know, like, Hey Dustin, want to schedule a family session? I'm like, sure. Absolutely. When do you want to do it? Da, 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 schedule it. I show up and I said, Oh, just by the way, I know we didn't talk about pricing. I charge this for a 30 minute and this for an hour. What type of session do you think you would want tonight? So can plan accordingly. And they're like, Oh, um, I mean, whatever you think it will take, but we're billing this to such and such as balance from their wedding deposit. And I'm like, Oh, so luckily I only let it happen once before I nipped it in the butt, but I was able to, but I didn't know what to like. I was like, do I need to start calling all my family sessions and saying like, Hey, uh, are you planning on paying with, you know, the balance of you how know, many people after Jackie's, you nipped it in the butt, uh, canceled their family sessions on you. Uh, thankfully only two, two. So there's two, two more. We're planning yeah. on doing it to you. Yeah. I want to know what, what kind of a business person you were back then that you didn't say to them, Hey, I need the money before I come to the shoot. Well, it was, uh, it was somebody we knew. It was a fr- like a family friend. It's like somebody my wife went to high school or uh, elementary school with. It was her f- like family. So we knew the people. It wasn't like complete strangers. Uh, and then we, you know, we, so we did the session thinking that like they booked us because of the connection with my wife. And, you know, this girl, like one of the daughters of the family was the maid of honor in my wedding. So, I mean, it wasn't like we didn't know them. Um, and then we were like, okay, how do you, you know, you guys want to pay blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Oh, I just love that using... the payment stuff hadn't been figured out ahead of time. This just is amazing well, was, to me. Well, it was a friend and I wasn't sure how many people were going to be there. Cause I charged differently based on if it's just like two people versus four people versus 18 people. And I knew it was an extended family, but they weren't sure how many people were going to show up because there was some travel involved, mm-hmm. plus they were friends. You know, with friends, it gets a little sticky, a little hairy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love this story. Um, also, I want to know what kind of a business person you were back then that you showed up to a shoot without knowing how long the shoot was going to go for. Uh, I mean, I always budget an hour, but then I offer them a 30-minute price if they don't feel, since there weren't any kids involved, like young kids, mm-hmm. you know. I love this. This is a great story. Only the best stories for you. I would just like to say, you know, Rebecca Elliott, um, when it comes to cancellation stories, anytime a bride and groom cancels and they don't ask for the deposit back, that is a good cancellation story. I mean, I'm sure Rebecca Elliott, you can reference older episodes of the podcast where I've had the same bride now call off her wedding. Um, it was two times, same bride, <laughs> two different weddings, uh, to the point where the, th- the second time the bride's mother wrote me and said, please do not accept another deposit from my daughter. <laughs> we will just be having an elopement if she gets engaged again. As if like I somehow lured her into booking me. So were these engagements to multiple different people or just to one or two people? 
Uh, different people, different people. Yeah. No, she got engaged the first time, um, a few years ago, book, like booked us and then decided that she wanted to do a destination wedding, uh, in Florida. So then she called us off and then, um, so we canceled the wedding and then the wedding, uh, they annulled the wedding shortly after. And then she got engaged again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple years later and booked us again for the wedding it was that would actually be next month and uh a couple months ago called it off this sounds like the best cancellation story i've ever heard and i got a big slap in the face because because honeybook emailed her the reminder to pay <laughs> and i felt terrible because it was like She's like, uh, we canceled this wedding two months ago. Why am I getting email reminders to pay the balance? And I so badly wanted to be like, bitch, please, because you still have to pay. <laughs> or something like, I was hoping you'd work it out. <laughs> I'm the hopeful romantic. That's a great way to guarantee that you won't be getting her business next time she gets engaged. <laughs> Did you do engagement shoots both times? Uh, no, it was scheduled. It was scheduled, but uh, she called it off. She decided that um, she wanted to do the engagement like two months before the wedding because of the she didn't want to do it in the uh, springtime. So she wanted to do it when she had summer. a pretty good feeling she's going to call the wedding off anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Oh, man. Luckily, it was a Sunday wedding, so it didn't really uh, piss me off as much as it would have if it had been a Saturday. I want to I wanna correct my earlier statement where I said that anytime a bride and groom cancel and they don't ask for their money back is a good time. I want to change that and say, anytime a bride and groom cancel and they don't ask for their money back and then you're able to fill their date with somebody else is a very yeah, good gonna time. Say, <laughs> I was going to say that is definitely the, uh, the best, especially if you uh, require like a 50% deposit. Perfect. Perfect. It, yeah. Everybody should just up their deposit rate. That'd be great. Haven't we talked about this where we where you charge big deposits and then part of your business model is to actually get them to break up? Yes, Dustin. Like the last time we recorded together. Like that, that would be your entire business model is that to never actually shoot a wedding. To yes. simply like charge $10,000. And then destroy it. <laughs> You take a $5,000 deposit and then you slowly, maniacally break up the relationship before the wedding. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like good business. I mean, you're probably going to get best of the not <laughs> in a business like that. Took the words right out of my mouth on that one, Steve. <laughs> I, mean, I just wonder why this guy only does style shoots. <laughs> Uh, it seems to be, maybe, but maybe like your wife has like a side business where she's like a divorce counselor. Oh yeah. Or like now, a post getting paid on both ends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about getting paid on both ends. <laughs> take it in the front or in the back. You get paid both ways. Michael, Michael Orlando from our very own Facebook group says, so I got my first destination wedding request Cha-ching. yesterday. For Dustin McKibben's favorite place, Mexico. What are some things that I would need to consider to provide an accurate 
quote to the bride. She is also asking about having a second photographer as well. Any recommendations? Well, Michael Orlando, as you already know, Mexico is my favorite place. So I think my first recommendation has to be Dustin as your second shooter. (laughs) Think about that. I mean, that's got all the pros and none of the cons. It's all cons. Trust me. I've, I've traveled with Dustin before. It's all cons. Steve, you were well taken care of for the most part. <laughs> so, Dustin, any more, uh, any more advice to accurately quote the bride? Uh, so, honestly, Michael, I know we've spoken at length before about destination weddings. But honestly, what it comes down to is simply judging how much you want to go on the trip and then weighing the value add of going to Mexico versus losing potentially a paying gig that week. Um, And for me, it's all about simply feeling out how much I think they're willing to pay. Because the problem I've run into with these kind of situations um, is that most resorts offer a free photographer with their packages. So now you're fighting against something free. So you have to have a client that's willing to accept the fact that the resort photographer is horseshit. Most resorts offer a free photographer with their package, but they also charge money to the couple or the photographer if you hire a photographer to come and shoot the wedding as well. Like you have to buy like a photo permit or some thing to even shoot at the resort Mm -hmm. since their photographer won't be shooting and making money for them. Right. Like the one I just did in Mexico, Michael, I had to, if anyone asked me, I had to tell them I was related to the couple, which wink, wink. I wasn't (laughs) Dustin. You lied. Oh no. Oh, How could no. you ever lie? I never believe this about you. Hopefully no one leaves a review. That review would be a lie. Uh, <laughs> Michael, I would say if you are asked to do a destination wedding, the thing you need to remember is destination weddings are a huge hassle and it's not a vacation and it's not fun. It's just a slightly more fun work experience than a normal one (laughs) uh but a much more stressful work experience because now you have to take your camera is in all your gear on an airplane you gotta fly with it you gotta hope nobody tries to snatch and steal it you gotta (laughs) get it to the place you gotta shoot you gotta not drop it in the sand you gotta not let it hit get hit by a, a wave when you're shooting out in the ocean like we all do Don't pee on it. Don't pee on it. If a jellyfish stings it, you got to remember that you shouldn't pee on it. Because even though Mm -hmm. friends told us to pee on jellyfish stings, peeing on cameras is really bad for them. Actually worse than a jellyfish sting is to a camera. Also, Mm -hmm. peeing on jellyfish stings is not helpful for humans either. Don't pee on a jellyfish sting. Everyone out there. Just pee in general. Just stop peeing. Just stop peeing. Just hold it all the time. Your bladder will only hurt for a little while and then it'll explode and you'll die. Don't worry about it. So that's our advice, Michael. We're all going to the same place in the end anyway, right? It's Orlando. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I would say what you need to do is price price it out like you would for a normal episode would be what I would say to you. A normal episode? 
a normal episode. A normal episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover <laughs> Podcast. Price it out just like that because you're bringing me and Dustin with you. Uh, no, price it <laughs> out like you would a normal wedding and um, just add on the cost of travel. So you want them to pay for your plane ticket there and back. You want them to pay for your luggage mm-hmm. to get there and back. You want them to pay for... Uh, your hotel room that you're going to need while you're there. Um, when you're going to a destination wedding, you don't want to show up the day of, you don't even really want to show up the day before you want to get there two days before if you can, because otherwise there's a very good chance you don't make it to the destination wedding. And that would be a huge Mm -hmm. bummer for everyone. So it makes more sense for them to fly you in two days early and pay for you to stay in the hotel for two nights than it does to take the risk of you, missing a flight, not being able to make it, stuff like that. So you want to, you want to build in time to get there. Um, so you want two nights before and then the night of, and then you fly out the next day and you go home. So you want to make sure they pay but for also, all that. And then they also pay you for your work. Cause even though they're paying for you to fly there and be there, it's not going to feel like vacation because you have the stress of shooting the entire time. You know what I do when I go on vacation I don't bring a camera with me. I don't shoot anything. You know what? You know what my dream vacation is? I go to a nice place. It's probably on the beach somewhere. Fort Wayne, probably Fort Wayne. Mm, gosh, it's not Fort Wayne. It's probably on the beach somewhere. Uh, you know, I have a chair that reclines. It's in the shade. Um, there are we no bugs. Here. There are no bugs anywhere. No bugs mm, anywhere. Lost it there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's just a steady breeze blowing off the ocean and I can just sit in my chair in the shade all day and I can just read books or if I want I put my books down I can go for a swim in the ocean go for a swim in the pool you know you know what I'm not thinking about I'm not thinking about having to get up and shoot a wedding in one or two days I'm not thinking about hmm, you know it'd be really cool if I did a time lapse of this sunset tonight um, because I could use a time lapse in my video that I'm making for this wedding you know it would be really cool if I wasn't like you know it would be great a sunrise session for this couple you know it'd be awesome though if I was like man I woke up early today Probably because I was throwing up from being hungover, <laughs> from drinking too much the night before. But it, now that I'm awake in the vomits all I've been wiped off my face and out of my mouth, the sunrise looks really cool. And I'm just going to walk down to the beach and experience that for a little bit. That's the life I want. You know, I don't, I don't want this workcation bullshit that people think is a good thing. It's not a good thing. Believe me, I've done it. It's just stress on top of stress. You're worried the whole time somebody's going to break into your room and just take the cameras away. Oh, you have a safe in your hotel room? Yeah, that doesn't actually take any of the worry away. I was still petrified the whole time it would happen. (sighs) So, Michael, uh, there's several ways you can get around all of this stress Steve's talking about. Don't get a rental car. (laughs) Don't leave your back in it. You bring a sign that says animal sex. You slap it on your hotel door when you get there. Maybe I'm sorry, put it animal in sex? Yeah. And then no a- one's coming a- in that room. Animal, animal sex. Like you're going to have sex with animals? I don't know what it means, Steve, but are you going in that room? The police are coming in that room, Dustin. <laughs> the police. That is a bad sign to put up. Well, it works. <laughs> you're going to jail for the rest of your life. I'm just saying. Wow. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, and I don't know why you would after what Dustin just said, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. We could use them right now. We could use them to drown out that two-star. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wed Pick Hangover. Dustin, my man, my man, is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben and Steven is at Steven Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. It's really the best place to go on the internet. I'm not going to lie. It truly is. It fills my heart with joy every time I'm in there. But if you really want to wear our hearts... Head on over to steveandustinsavetheworld.com and you can sign up to support us for as little as $1 a month. At $1 a month, you're going to get outtakes from all of our guest episodes, like the last one where Boo Ray talked. Boo Ray went on a rant about Fujifilm cameras. Uh, Gary talked to us a bunch more about D&D and comics and other cool stuff. But if you want to jump it up a notch, do you? you can go to the $5 level. <gasps> Just like... Cody Wiseman oh. did this past week. Cody, we want to thank you so much for supporting me and Dustin and all of our efforts on the Patreon. And uh, Cody is now getting that good, good content every single week. Cody gets the Steve and Dustin Save the World podcast delivered straight to his podcast player or Patreon, wherever it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you can you add it to the Apple Podcast app? I know you can to like overcast and third party ones. All I know is mm. I'd love Cody to suggest to the other two wise men uh, to subscribe as well. Oh, screw you, Dustin. <laughs> screw you. Here we are trying to thank Cody from the bottom of our hearts, and you're making three wise men jokes. I'm you, just, I'm just you saying. Asshole. I'm just saying. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. Beautiful death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot. Another wedding. A beautiful death. You asshole. You you get that in. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, my boy. Uh, Steve, I'm just... when When I watched The Long Shot last night, I just had no idea that the movie was based on a fictional version of your life. What the hell are you talking about? What's The Long Shot? You've never seen The Long Shot? Oh, is it uh is it about a guy who's playing pool and like the cue ball is on one side and he's like, Ah, how how can I how can I get this this billiards ball to hit this other billiards ball in? And he's like, Oh, I gotta shoot real long across the whole table. Is that what it's about? Mm-hmm. A real long shot? No, that might be an indie movie <laughs> version with that title but um uh is it a movie about snipers played by matt damon and jude law and uh it's like they're fighting each other in a war and like they're they're fighting and like rachel vice is there too for some reason and like one of them's like into rachel vice and uh one of them's just like killing the other one all over the place and killing all his friends and then he's got to like take him out and then one of his friends is like the only way you'll be able to know where he is is if I jump out and die so that you can figure it out. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Why don't you just like raise a helmet on a stick or something? And then his friend just dumps, jumps out and dies. And you're like, this didn't need to happen. Why did this just happen? Is that what long shot is? <laughs> well, that was, that was a very detailed description of, uh, not that movie. Uh, long shot is a movie with, um, 
gosh, now I can't even remember because I'm so focused. I'm so focused on your description. The worst part is I don't even know if Matt Damon's actually in Enemy at the Gates. <laughs> I know Jude Law and Rachel Weisz are in it. Seth Rogen, that's who it is. Do you Seth want to watch Rogen. Enemy at the Gates with me? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Seth Rogen and um, somebody, oh, Charlize Theron. Theron? Oh, is, Theron? It, is it Mark Wahlberg? And no. he's like the only person who could shoot this really cool shot. And then like they no. find out somebody shot that really cool shot and like uh, killed like How the president or something. How would this relate to you, And then Steve? like Mark Wahlberg's like going all over the U.S. trying to like figure out who it was. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Long shot. Do you is remember in that movie Shooter, they had that weird contraption where it was like, we're going to strap you into this and make you kill yourself. And it was like, what the fudge is this? And yes, then they're like, I I and, keep one. and here's the, here's the kicker though. We're going to strap you into this and make you kill yourself. We're all going to walk away though. We, we don't want to make sure it actually works. <laughs> Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. <laughs> so back to the movie about Stephen Van Elk and Jennifer Van Elk. <laughs> have you really not seen the trailer for this? I have no idea what you're talking about. The Long Shot is a movie about Seth Rogen is a writer for a Brooklyn-based newspaper. Handsome ass man. Whoa, holy crap. Like for the last 20 minutes, your internet has just been so piss poor. <laughs> and and yeah. you've been coming through like a garbage boy, like speaking into a, a Dixie I'm, cup. I'm uploading a ton of stuff to Dropbox. Yeah, and it just now apparently finished that upload, and now everything's like clear again, and I can see your face, and I can hear you, and oh, sh now your face is all blurry again. Did you start another upload? No, I just checked Dropbox. Ninety-seven percent, almost there. But um, Long Shot is a movie where a writer wins over a beautiful uh, Secretary of State. Story of my life through 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 his writing. Yeah, story of my life. I know. That's why I said it. Jen's the Secretary like of State, and I'm Seth Rogen. A yes. schlubby, handsome man. Yes. Who wins over this beautiful woman with his wit and charm, and everybody tells her, you know, you can't be with him. This isn't going to pull well with you on re-election and all of this crap. And she chooses him over uh, her career. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I get where you were going with that. <laughs> what you're saying is I'm dragging Jen down. Yeah. No, I didn't say that. Those are your words. But um, <laughs> no, but he's uh, very into music and writing. And I was like, everything about this character feels like it's based on Stephen Van Out. Am I into music? Am are I into you? music? I didn't say you were. Oh, so. I don't know that I'm into music. I worship the ground Dave Grawl walks on, but I don't know that I'm into music. That's crazy. Yeah. And he has a moral uh, high ground that he takes on all political issues. <laughs> so that reminded me a lot of you when they threatened to change one of the speeches he wrote, he runs onto the stage and grabs her laptop off the stage before she can give the speech and runs outside and throws it in the snow 
only to later be told spoilers. we have print-offs of the speech. Spoilers? Jeez. Sorry. Wow. Now you just ruined the whole movie. Now I know that that schlubby Seth Rogen ends up with Charlie's Theron, you know? Oh, I never said they end up together. Yeah, whatever, dude. Whatever. It's it's a romantic comedy. They end up together. It's definitely the feel good movie of the year. <laughs> I mean, I think Charlie's Theron should definitely win some awards for being attracted to us. Uh, <laughs> Seth Rogen in the movie. Wow. Wow. Really? Really? That's that's where you want to bring this to? I, I'm just saying it was well played on her part. She actually looks like she likes him. I just wonder if Seth Rogen produced this movie and <laughs> just so that he could have love scenes. Because I just don't see any casting director. The script comes across their desk and they're like, this part just screams Seth Rogen. Uh, I'll tell you how that went down. I was like, uh, the writer, Seth Rogen, handed it to the casting director, Seth Rogen. <laughs> I mean, handed it to the producer, Seth Rogen, who handed it to the casting director, Seth Rogen, who handed it to the director, then with all the roles filled. And uh, the director, Seth Rogen, was like, let's do these love scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he actually was not the writer. I know, Dustin. It was a joke. I'm sorry, bud. Did I lose you there? No, Did but I lose you? But when I watched the confused? movie, that's the first thing I thought of was I bet Seth Rogen wrote this. Uh, I mean, I've seen them like they they did a How Did This Get Made episode of How Did This Get Made, the podcast with uh, Paul Shear, um, Jason Manzukis, and June Diane Raphael recently, and like they seem like they have really good chemistry, Seth and uh, Charlize. So maybe they're like friends in real life. Maybe there's some real attraction there. Who knows, man? So, actually, it was somebody from Charlize Theron's production company that wrote it. See? Maybe Charlize really wanted <laughs> a lot of those love scenes with Seth. She's like, we gotta get Seth for this role. Oh, man. Dustin, we should wrap this one up. Should we? Yeah. Have a great night, buddy. Good night. Bye. Hello, goodbye, I need you in my life, where you go I will find you, till you die. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo!